about um consistency microphone technique it's you know? the best part of our podcast is the production yeah we're not bringing anything else that's for sure <laughs> i'm never going to be able to uh make a demand about headphone volume as a rapper and this is the close closest i'm going to get mm. yeah well here we are <laughs> <laughs> uh this is episode eight but episode two, two. of the hard bodies series eight point two <laughs> Is that right? Uh, yeah. Sure. Episode eight, part two, uh, hot guys, hard bodies. Yeah. Hot, hot rods. Hot rod bods. <laughs> men. Men. Feeling things. Uh, men not feeling things. And men feeling things. <laughs> <laughs> and by men, I mean me. Uh, uh, no emotions, more, more muscle, getting yolked. Yeah. Doing the pump. Yes. Um, um, we are our good buddy and resident expert on the movie warrior, which is what we're <laughs> going to be talking about is joining us. His name is Duncan. Can I have a little more heat in my headphones? A little please? more. Yeah. Uh, thank How's you that? for having Ooh, me. Guys. That's, that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Okay. That? Good, good, good. Good. Okay. Um, yeah. Welcome Duncan. Uh, Duncan has been a longtime friend of, uh, freaking Eric, but first time on the show. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, wow. Uh, has Will been on the show before? I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think so. Anyway, um, so happy to have him here. I think, does correct me if I'm wrong, but Duncan's also like the resident beefcake of uh, Automatic Butt. I'm definitely right now. Yes. I mean, longstanding, I would say, beefcake. Yeah. I he, mean, the, the, the beefcake crown has been passed around uh, pretty frequently in Automatic Butt. Yeah, we've got a lot of people going through manic episodes and hitting the gym. <laughs> I mean, automatic butt is, of course, our uh, it's our internal Slack chat. Yes. So, uh, that, yeah. Um, but it's really just you guys. You guys are the real beef castles in the group. Yeah. There was that one spring that oh, we really shit. dialed it in. Mm-hmm. We took a picture. It's like at, all anyone heard about for like six months. Yeah. You're welcome. Rightfully <laughs> so. Uh, I was I was shredded yeah i was vascular this is like five years ago now i was yoked don't remind us i was straight up exploded yeah your, your abs had abs um how many days were you guys how many days a week were you guys working out i was working out at least five sometimes six Whoa. and sometimes doing like two a days where i would lift in the morning and then run at night at this yeah. guy. And that I was go. also when I, when I hit <clears throat> my stride of, I don't need to eat food. Yeah. Who needs food? I don't need that. So That's I a lost great like way to get cut 30 yes. pounds. <laughs> there was a, a moment where I, when I was thinking about food as fuel, yeah. which is like very unsatisfying way to live, yeah. but fucking ripped. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Duncan also is the king of the beer mile. Can yes. run like a what six minute mile and drink a, a an entire beer and like think nothing of it. Uh, yeah, last last spring <clears throat> I had been trying to break eight minutes in the beer mile for several years and I finally uh, knocked that out. So every lap you drink a beer, uh, it was one of the worst days of my life. Well, you terrible. drink a beer first, yeah, and then you do your uh, how many laps? It's like a quarter yeah. So mile the the, the succinct way that I explain to people is: you <clears> drink <throat> a beer and you run a lap, and then you do that three more times. So yes. by the end, you have consumed <clears throat> four beers and run a mile. Yeah. If you throw it's up terrible. at any point, you have to run a penalty lap. Yeah. I've done it twice. 
And both times I was like, just like doing that, like painful breathing at the end, like, yeah. like a fat kid in gym class, just like <laughs> <laughs> the jerking of the beer is the worst part for me. Cause I can't chug. Uh, my body's not built for it and it just takes me forever. Then I feel super full and you're running on a full stomach and it's just hell. Yeah. You just got to open up that gullet and let it go. Yeah. Um, I was very impressed with Duncan's performance. Uh, I never puked. And I almost puked after that. And uh, yeah, it was terrible. I'm, I'm amazed you guys do it more than once. I'm never doing it again. Well, what, yeah. what always happens is we do it and people are like, that sucked. It was horrible. I'm yeah. never doing it again. Don't talk to me. We're not friends. Yeah. And then like nine months later, they start thinking about it or like, oh, someone who hasn't run it wants to try it and me. of course like leans on me to organize it yeah, yeah. I, I was like i'm a sport i can do this thing that i bailed on in three three years in a row why not and i 100 percent guarantee it's gonna happen six months from now yeah wasn't it like your birthday or something or someone's birthday it wasn't mine it might have been someone else's yeah, yeah. anyway i didn't do it last time i just came out and drank you know, um, that seems way more pleasant like a for real so boss. many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, and then it's nice because we do it in Red Hook. So, you know, you're already four beers deep and you just go out and drink more. Yeah. <clears throat> I will also say, I think Duncan is the guy I know who's the most into hard bodies out of anyone I know. I think you revel in a hot, hot hard guy. Yeah. I think you in probably. A, in a straight way. Yeah. 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 Just like no, there's anything wrong pure with that, heterosexual but. appreciation of a jack dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll wear that. Yeah. I'd like to think that I can appreciate anything that is aesthetically good. Yeah, and sure. Jacked dude bodies <laughs> definitely the same fall way. into that category. I'm the same way, except in the, in the movie Warrior when uh, Patty Conlon falls off the wagon and he's screaming in the hotel room and then Tom Hardy comes in and wraps him up like a little baby and sits sits with him on the bed. Yeah. I want him to do that to me big time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want that and I, w- I just want to sleep. I want to have the most <laughs> relaxing Tom Hardy's sleep, arms. Tucked in Tom Hardy's arms. <laughs> but his like, body's like half the size of yours though. Yeah, I'd be wearing him like a backpack. Like, <laughs> like a little kid who just came over from school and passed out. <laughs> um, but Tom Hardy is a massive hunk in this movie Ugh. so ripped um well a hunk in like a, a like a boston thug kind of way yeah, yeah. he's got giant traps yeah he's 80 percent traps yes he's, they're fucking huge and that means he's just he's just leering at everyone yes he's got this like hunched over posture and he has this kind of like 90s boy band haircut yeah like his hair is always kind of wet looking mm-hmm. yeah yeah the whole movie real wet look yeah he, he got like uh like wet look gel put it in, <laughs> put it in right after the shower and didn't touch it <laughs> which makes sense in the scenes where he's sweating a lot like yeah. when he is in the middle of a fight right afterward but there's the scenes where he just like walks into a diner and he's yeah. already or, soaked or wakes up in the morning and he's like soaking wet it's like what happened <laughs> That's just like pheromones. Like, yeah. they, they ooze out of him. Yeah, and it was like childhood bedroom. <laughs> um, so the movie is basically, it's, it's him looking hunky, punching people, and then some MMA around him, yeah. essentially. And then it's also just like guys talking about how they feel about their dads. Well, it's, not really talking about how they feel yeah, about it's their dads. Yeah, it's some real, like, it's a movie about big time dad issues <laughs> <laughs> but but like not at the same time so the thing that cracks me up about this movie it's 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 like sort of like a movie f- for guys to feel emotional feel okay being emotional yeah but it's like done in such a contrived way 
Like you really have to get punched in the face to, to like express how you feel to your brother. Sometimes that's what it takes. <laughs> Sometimes the only way you can tell your brother that you love him is to separate his shoulder so that he can never use his arm again. <laughs> uh, what is your take on this nugget? Um, I don't feel that it's, it's contrived uh, toward the toward the emotional aspect of the film at all. No, um, but maybe it's because in my eyes, this movie can do no wrong. Okay, I agree. Um, <laughs> so, the way we came upon uh, having Duncan on the show is that we recorded this episode uh, before we went to Asbury Park to see the band Lifetime. Yes, and on the way, <laughs> so we recorded the episode first, and, and you shat. All I over really, it. I really took a shit on it. I did. That's true. <laughs> Frank, I, I, was, I didn't realize offended. that you don't like this movie i, I thought I, so okay so here's what happened i i remember liking it i watched it like i don't know when it came out like 2012 whatever mm-hmm. i saw it i heard it was interesting i heard it was good and i was like my first intro to tom hardy and i was like who's this beefcake yeah um, intro. yeah and i was like oh that was i remember it feeling exhilarating and kind of fun to watch or whatever and i remember thinking it's a good movie so in my mind i had to categorize as a good movie with lots of action Never saw it again. And so I was on a date recently. And this girl's asking me what kind of movies I like or whatever. And she's like, oh, I like kind of like action adventure movies. I was like, you got to see this movie, Warrior. Because she, she, um, <laughs> she said she likes Gladiator and I think Braveheart or something. Oh, like, those are kind great of like, movies. Yeah, but like also sort of corny beefcake movies. I will give you that. Those are both corny beefcake movies, especially Braveheart. Braveheart is a beefcake movie? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess Mel Gibson is hot. Yeah, yeah he's, he's shirtless hot. a lot. Yeah, he looks great. Okay, uh, sure. I don't think anybody's... <laughs> well, I think it's hard to say Mel Gibson is a hunk these days because he's a terrible person. Right. But he's he's objectively super hunky in that movie. You think, I th- I you think, think someone out there was cranking it to Braveheart? Oh, for yeah, sure. Really? It's important to remember the standards for hunkiness were different in the 90s, Well, he has the long hair and the face paint. Yeah, yeah. beefcakes were hairier I'd crank back it to then. that. And he's all like... He's all like uh, seeking in, vengeance for yeah. the, the the you know death of his true love, covered in fur or whatever he's wearing. Yeah, I get, weird accent. I could get torqued to that totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like killing people for an hour and a half too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so she said she likes these movies, and I was like, you gotta see Warrior. And so we ended up watching it together, and I was like, "Whoa, this is terrible!" <laughs> like, well, we're, we're watching I, the first. I have to disagree. <laughs> the first half of the movie is just so silly, and it's set up. Like, excuse me. <laughs> I would say that it is, in fact, masterful in its setup. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just there. There is a lot. I feel like because the challenge of this movie, when you're if you're describing it to someone who hasn't seen it, it sounds like a stupid beefcake movie. Yep. Um, when you're like, it's two brothers who are involved in MMA, uh-huh. um, like they're strange or their dad issues. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, it sounds like some studio realized that MMA was like reaching its height and was like, we got to cash in on this. Just yes. find a script and produce it. Yeah. Exactly what it feels when like. in fact <laughs> they avoided all of the ways that it could have gone wrong and like put together a genuine, like emotionally charged, but not overdone, well acted, unique story see he gets it (laughs) apparently uh to me it felt very like uh very over dramatic 
and like every every situation was like really over the top with like the kids they're gonna lose their house and he lost his job as a, as a teacher well they have to explain and why. he was in the army and he's a mysterious guy yeah, in the there's army there's gotta be stakes and here's here's like, how come a on. movie would do it wrong like tell a me. cash grab would tell you all that at the beginning and then just have like their subsequent training montages. Well, they they kind like of they do though. Like, like one of the first scenes is him looking at all the framed photos of the family and they basically like spell it out for you in the first five minutes. I disagree. Yeah, I, 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 dis- <laughs> I don't know a movie you watched. I just um, watched it like before I got here. I mean, okay. they have to give you some background on who you're watching, like, right? Here's here's what's going to play out. It's all going to happen. They're friends again. His brother is lost. They're not close. The end. And here's, here's you think that's revealed in the first five minutes of the movie? Yes. You are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no the the uh, <clears throat> the army stuff doesn't the army happen stuff, until like right. halfway through. The and I, and I remember happen, yes. I remember of the hundred times I thought wow, this is so well done watching this movie every time I watch it. It's like, you know, the movie is taking place in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia concurrently. And you're like, oh, this is a pretty like well self-contained movie. And then smash cut to the Middle East. Yeah, what? And it's an army bunker. And you're like, <laughs> oh my I'm not set up for this at all. Yeah. And and if I may, here's, a, here's another way that the dumb cash grab movie does it. This movie does not. At the end... Not mm. only do you not know like who is going to win, I feel like you're not sure, sure who you want to win. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Which is not how basically every sports movie in the history of cinema does it. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, and then and then and then when the Marines come to the fight <laughs> and they all sing, yeah, they all salute him. I mean, and they do- <laughs> that was a double boner. <laughs> yeah. And then when the Nick Nolte cries at the end. Yeah, but he, he <clears throat> sort of. Uh, so I mentioned this in the uh, Lost episode. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. So most of the times that I've seen this movie, it's been on my laptop because this used to be my go to flying somewhere movie. Because I like to get really good and boozed up on a flight and cry to this movie. <laughs> it's how I travel, it's how I deal with my anxiety. That's your travel regimen. Yes. <laughs> um, so I've. I, the last time I watched it, I watched it on the TV and here in preparation for the podcast. And I always thought one of like the oddly disjointed things about the movie is at the end, spoiler alert, when uh, Brendan wins and he's like walking out with Tommy, they show their father, Nick Nolte, standing like in the amongst the fans. And he has this look on his face that I always took to be like, those boys. And then he turns around and walks away. But in fact, after watching it on the TV where I could really see uh, Nick Nolte's grizzled countenance, he has a tear rolling down his cheek. Nick Nolte should have been nominated for Best Supporting <laughs> I know. I, I know Frank is going to disagree. His, Eric might disagree His as utterly well. inscrutable emotions. And- yes. <laughs> no, because the, the scene where, and I realize that we've kind of, dove into 
more meticulous plot points without giving an overall oh, yeah. summary of the film. Should we give I don't a think summary? it matters. <laughs> we can. I don't think it matters. Um, the scene where he drives to see <clears throat> Brendan yeah. uh, because Tom And how back. far away is Pittsburgh from Philadelphia? It's like eight hours. Yes. It's a crazy okay. long drive. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to mention that as well. You're not even sure the person is going to be home. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not at all weird. Okay. <laughs> well, you could sit in the car and listen to books on tape waiting for him to come home if he's not there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many hours most Moby Dick is yeah, read right. aloud. Um, but yeah, when he, when he shows up and he's like, I, I, I got my thousand days. I cleaned that's it a, up. That's a good impression. Thanks. Have a heart. Um, <laughs> that's my Nick Nolte impression. Uh, hey, but no, there's just like so much conflicting emotion wrapped up in that scene. Like seeing oh. his son for the first time in God. three years and like expecting to oh, be embraced God, and yes. being turned down oh. and not, yeah, and just like <clears throat> the, the, that scene alone should have been good enough for an Oscar nomination. I also noticed on this Take most your have recent, a heart bullshit and run it up the road. <laughs> you run it right great, up the road. Great line. <laughs> well, yeah, my phone works, but you're my son, Brendan. <laughs> God, uh, but no, um, you know, Nick Nolte says, uh, he hasn't seen his granddaughter in three years <clears throat> and he, he has his a thousand days of sobriety. Yeah. And, uh, Brendan at one point says, oh, you haven't seen your granddaughter in three years. Remember why that was. I yeah. think there may have been an inciting event three years previous that yeah, caused yeah. Nick Nolte to stop drinking. They definitely, because he and he says that shit you pulled like they keep talking about a specific thing, but they don't reveal it. Mm. They leave it up to you. Maybe in Warrior Two we'll get the big oh, reveal. God. Oh, can oh, you imagine? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. My God, uh, I, you guys. <laughs> so you know, I would kickstart that. <laughs> I was. Let's start a GoFundMe <laughs> for it to fund Warrior Two. Yeah, and it's just them. Uh, them working out and then fighting with a Nick Nolte voiceover. Him talking about his feelings. <laughs> for two hours yeah, yeah the time i did this um i would see that every day <laughs> from when it premiered until when it left theaters <laughs> <laughs> um you know as we're talking and, and thinking about like the ending of the movie i think you kind of sort of have to know that brendan's gonna win because they develop his plot line more and there's more investment in his plot line so it kind of makes sense that he wins but because like you see we, the one woman in El Paso to, and you don't care about Iraq her. We go to Iraq or Afghanistan or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so what? That's a lot of. That's just background. him as a hero. That's all. He's like a brooding hero, war hero. Yeah. Yeah. And meaning like there's not much investment in like who he is. Are you are you saying his that the line. first time you saw this movie, you were confident that Brendan was going to win? The more I think about it now, yes. Huh. No, not the first time. Not the first time. Hindsight no. is twenty twenty, my guy. <laughs> and I think you need to first time I saw it, no. I'm not going to bullshit into the first time I saw it. I thought Brendan was going to win. But the more I think about it now, it makes a lot more sense that he would win. Like, it seems almost, almost obvious. I think that you could <sighs> reshoot that movie <laughs> with the other ending and no one would think twice. No, because you don't care about the woman in Mexico, in El Paso or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter to you at all. Like, you care about the daughter who had a bad heart and the hot mom and everything else. But his battle buddy was killed in a friendly fire incident. 
No one cares. Maybe you don't respect the military. Maybe I don't. That's maybe, what this is about. Maybe you don't understand what it means to be a hero. <laughs> and this is this is also something that um, my girlfriend harped on while we were watching it. Is the stakes for them losing the house? They talk about this is like we're not going back to an apartment. It's like it's not like they're going to be kicked out and be homeless. It's this they yeah. have to move somewhere. And like I was thinking, like the stakes oh, aren't that. We might have high. to move in three weeks. I was like, aren't you guys packing? Like, shouldn't you guys be getting your shit together in, in case you have to leave your house no, in three weeks? Because he knows he doesn't have to leave. I, yeah. He's going to do whatever it takes because <laughs> he's a warrior. Yeah. <laughs> Does any is Brendan even likable? Like yeah. as a character, he's kind of like a a sad faced, mumbling sort of like Joe the whole time. What? Are, what? What what movie did you see? Yeah. Did, you, did you watch a movie where he's not putting it all on the line for the sake of his? Sure, family? he is. But like, do you, is he a likable guy? Like, if Tom Hardy wasn't wasn't in that movie, it was some other guy. That it's not a total hunk like Babe Fest, hard body, like Kevin James. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Have you seen the Kevin James MMA movie? No. It's, it, I think it's called like it's called Here Comes the Boom. Yeah, I've seen it. Wait, really? Yeah. Of course I've seen it. <laughs> is it good? Uh, I mean, you're talking to someone who is a big fan of thought, Paul thought, Bart Mall Cop. So okay. yeah, yes. on, on the spectrum between Paul Bart Mall Cop and Paul Bart Mall Cop 2, where does it land? Straight down the middle. Okay. <laughs> um, so, it, no, if it's just like some Joe Blow character who's not a total hard body hunk, and if it's just Brendan leading the movie, do you like him as a character? Does he own the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't you don't like him? No, he's not. I, I don't dislike him. I think he's like a nothing character. I mean, he's a teacher who's good with his students. Great. Yeah. Oh, how about when when he's fighting and the principal is cheering in the living room? Uh huh. And on. then when he goes <laughs> to bring, <laughs> you can't do double boner for the teacher. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, I find it a little a little hard to digest at points, but there's a lot of eye candy, so it's easy to watch. Speaking of eye candy, uh-huh. Brendan's wife. Ooh. Yow. Hachi machi. <laughs> I like how you don't use the boner sound effect oh, for her. Sorry. But for all for like... <laughs> yeah, she doesn't give a single, single boner. Yow! <laughs> 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 for all the hard body all, guys. It's like yeah, boner, boner, boner. trigger finger for the dudes. But uh, uh, like, so <laughs> we've probably... We may have uh, shaken some people loose at this point because we haven't actually said anything about the movie. It doesn't matter. I was going to read the, the... Yeah, sure. Just let me read the first paragraph on Wikipedia. Okay. Warrior is a 2011 <laughs> American sports <laughs> drama modern-day film classic. Embellish away. Directed by Gavin O'Connor and written by O'Connor, Cliff Dorfman, and Anthony Tambakis. It stars Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton <clears> as <throat> two estranged brothers whose entrance into a mixed martial arts tournament makes them come to terms with their lives and each other. Nick Nolte was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor oh for his God. role as the father of the two brothers. Okay, Are you all that? that? Is that no, real? It's here, it's oh here. my God. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I didn't know that. <laughs> Me too. More importantly, I feel vindicated that he was. Yes. <laughs> Sit on that, Frank. Good God. Uh, Jennifer Morrison and Frank Grillo also star. God damn. All right. Um, yeah. So suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who we lost out to that year. Um, <clears throat> that's funny. Yeah. If we did any research at all, we would know that. But, uh, <laughs> we really need to come with uh, prepared notes. Yeah. I'm, I'm too busy watching 
warrior repeatedly yeah. uh, under the sheets. Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gavin O'Connor has not really uh, lived up to the high bar he set with Warrior. <clears throat> is that correct? He uh, prior to Warrior, he did uh, Miracle. Oh, right, the hockey great movie. That's a fucking good movie. You didn't find that My one contrived God. <laughs> I stood up and cheered in the theater in that movie. I swear to God. Have you seen that movie? Kurt Russell? Yeah, it seems like a pretty standard so, sport movie. You've seen it? Yes. Did you stand up and cheer? No. My but God. I also watched Watch it in my it again. room. Oh, my God. So good. Have you seen it, Eric? Uh, I don't think so. It's incredible. It's an incredible sports classic. If I had seen Warrior in the theater, I would have stood up at the end cheering with tears in my eyes and my pants around my ankles. <laughs> Fully erect. Um, I think Kurt Russell was nominated for Best uh, best Actor that year huh. with Miracle. Yeah. When did that come That's out? That's a fucking great movie. Like mid-early 2000s? Yeah, I feel like Shit. there was a long time so good. between that and Warrior. Yeah, so much tension oh. and suspense. I mean, there's a movie where you know who you want to win, and you know how it ends. Sure, that's Going fine. Right that's fine with me. Loved it. He directed Miracle Warrior and The Accountant. That's a movie to jerk off to. Miracle. The Accountant. <laughs> <laughs> the Accountant was that dud with um, Ben Affleck. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, was it an action movie? Yeah, mm. yeah. He like plays an assassin who's also on the spectrum. Yeah. Mm. yeah anyway yeah uh yeah oh he he produced the smashing machine which is a great documentary you ever see that <laughs> no what's that about it's about this guy <clears throat> who was in like i can't remember his name brian something i think but he was in like the very early days of us uh, ufc and he was like enormous just and they called him the smashing machine and he enormous like just, he was a big deal or he was just a huge guy both okay he was, I think he was a former football player who got injured or something and couldn't play football anymore. So he entered the UFC and he like, <clears throat> the dude was just so jacked and he, you know, was all roided out and it was like a monster walking into the ring and he would just pummel the shit out of anybody. Uh, and then, you know, his life went completely down the tubes because he was like on all kinds of drugs and uh, yeah. Bummer. Great movie. I think you can watch it for free on YouTube. <clears throat> I'll check it out. <clears throat> smashing machine that's um <laughs> miracle man <laughs> we should all hang out and watch miracle soon yeah i would watch that i so love it. good as someone who doesn't like sports very much uh or at all i would say uh i, I could love a good sports movie yeah what's Espe- up with that especially a good hockey movie god damn mighty ducks is great do you like goon we watched it together. I thought it was terrible. We watched that uh, at Memorial Day weekend. Right? Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. People I heard it was. It. I heard it was great. Yeah, yeah. From my people, my girlfriend who hates sports movies loves it. I it was just so it. oddly paced. Yeah, it was like very strange. Like it wasn't a terrible idea, but what he's he's a very bad actor. I thought in the whole movie. Yeah, that movie makes me feel stoned. Like, you know how mm. when you're stoned and you're trying to follow something, you're like, I can't remember anything from moment to moment. So, like, <laughs> things feel really disjointed. Yeah. That's how that movie feels. It's like, mm. why did he say that? Yeah, no one's right, reacting right. in the way yeah, that they're it, right. supposed to. It feels like a script that would come out of, like, screenwriting 101. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Um, but back to Warrior. Back, yeah, back to Warrior. Um, I, I will say it is fun to watch the last half of the movie. It's just fighting it's very easy to get caught up in the movie and to feel very like it's very exhilarating. The last oh, half oh, of the movie. Yeah. Oh, super exhilarating. Um, 
I would I could have used a little more like rocky training sequences. They did a training sequence, but like they did a kind of like goofball little like mini small picture in the frame kind of thing. The, the training sequence sort of felt like an afterthought to me. Yeah. It was like, how do we move from the first half of this movie to the second half? All I want is some guy running up a snowy mountain with a log on his back and then doing sit ups well, in the rafters. Brandon is running up that hill. Yeah, but it's sure. the summertime and he doesn't have any weight on him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And the Russians aren't following them in, the, in his car. That's right. Because <clears throat> the Russian doesn't arrive till later. Right. Yeah. And he's played by. What's his name? Kurt. Angle. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> Former Olympic freestyle wrestling champion and WWE superstar. And certified hard body. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Uh, are there any other uh, MMA fighters in that movie? There is. The <clears throat> actor who plays Mad Dog Grimes, uh-huh. whose contribution to the film is getting his ass knocked in by Tom Hardy not once but twice, uh-huh. yeah. is an actual MMA fighter. Mm. Which I really respect um, if you're in that industry and the offer comes through like, hey, we want you to be in a movie where all you do is get beat up and look like a weenie. <laughs> yeah, like, but not and get beat like, up. Yes, we I'm want you up. to get like knocked the fuck out yeah. and like made to look like a complete fool. Yeah. No one will know you're like a real fighter. Yeah. Uh, so there are a few things that um, stick out in the movie that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, these are just things that sort of like pull me out of it when I'm watching it. I do agree that it is a perfect <laughs> movie, but they, it bears mentioning the guy with the face tattoos. Yes. What? Very strange. What, what, I think some listeners will may need you to be more a little specific. Okay. There is a guy. So, uh, at the beginning of the movie, Tom Hardy returns to Pittsburgh after being away for a long time. After uh, being a war hero, after being a war hero, not find out for 45 yeah, minutes. You don't find out <laughs> at, at this point. Um, you think he's just a guy with a bad attitude and a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. So he comes back and he goes to the gym to work out where mad dog Grimes, the, uh, uh, local MMA champion is working out and, uh, Tom Hardy knocks him the fuck out. And there's like this crew of people who like hang out at the gym. They're like uh, mad dogs entourage. And the one guy is utterly covered in tattoos. Like every a, square like a skeleton. Inch. Yeah, every yeah. square inch of his body, uh, presumably. Yeah. You're only seeing his face, but he's got a giant dollar sign on his face. Yeah. And he he is so peculiar looking. <laughs> he sticks out <clears throat> so intensely. I mean, it's a movie, right? So everything in the movie was a conscious decision to put on the screen. Sure. Maybe it's actually uh, that fighter's crew. He's yeah, like, maybe oh, he's like... I think that is he was the like, oh, my buds are coming. simplest explanation. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. guy has to be somebody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like it, it's not like when you're like crafting that scene, you know, like if you're crafting a scene in a movie, you're like, you got to include all the ingredients that like create the atmosphere and like, you know, indicate what you're depicting. It's not like when you think of someone fighting, there's got to be a face tattoo guy. Yeah, right, guaranteed right, right. the script did not mention guy <laughs> right. in background has face tattoo with giant dollar sign. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Uh, love the guy, though. Sure. I, I wouldn't want to see this movie without him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the other two things that that bother me slightly are um, Tom Hardy, even though he is a certified grade A beefcake. Total beefcake. When he delivers his few lines. He has maybe six speaking lines the whole movie. It, it sounds like he's delivering them like in another room. Like he's not, it's like he's not talking to the people who are there. He's also delivering them with like a weird Boston accent. 
I think, he's supposed to be from, from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, that's just his like American accent. Like that's his fake American but accent. But the way they talk, like that scene, the beach scene where they're, they're talking to each other, their accents are way off. Yeah, because they're other? both British. Uh, but still. I think Joe Edgerton is Australian. Oh, is he? Uh, but yeah, they both come from places that are not here. Yes. Yeah. But just meaning they sound like they're from two different areas. That's all. Yeah, it seems totally. odd. Totally. Yeah. Super weird. Uh, I think that um, I think that Joel Edgerton is better at doing an accent. A hundred percent. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He, yes. he sounds like someone who is from where the character is supposed to be from. Yeah. And Tom Hardy just sounds like a guy with his mouth full. Well, as someone who lived in Pittsburgh, I can tell you neither of them sound like they're from Pittsburgh. But, you know, it's I, I buy Joel Edgerton as like <clears throat> having that voice tommy it's like nothing what's what is this <laughs> did you ever see the the tom hardy movie um fuck i can't remember what it's called but he plays like the guy who works in a bar i want to say it's called like the drop or something oh is that the one with james gandolfini yeah uh and it's like a mob th- like like yeah i think i watched it with you but i fell asleep halfway through yeah it's not great okay it's, uh but it's like <clears throat> he he plays a guy like sort of a dopey guy who works in a bar in Brooklyn and the bar is like the drop location for like these mob guys to like drop money and pick it up or I don't know some stupid shit and uh he has to do a like a Brooklyn accent and it sound, it's even worse than in this movie cuz in this movie he's like you owe me 200 bucks yeah. and you're like what the fuck yeah. did that guy just say but he he sounds like a cartoon character in in this movie that I'm I'm describing the drop I think it's called cuz it's so over over the top or what <clears throat> cuz it's like yeah it's so it's not even like <clears throat> a brooklyn accent it's just this like weird it's what a, an american accent apparently sounds like to tom hardy yeah 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 like his his character kind of takes me out of it a little bit honestly each of his lines are kind of goofball and strange um i give him a total pass on any of the weirdness that he makes uh me feel when i'm watching this movie because he makes up for it with the brutality of his fighting sure and and his and his physique oh my god like he could say nothing the whole movie It'd probably be a better movie honestly well, let's, come on, let's cut him a little slack. <laughs> it's our boy, Tommy. Hey. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Has he acted in the movie and like done a good job? Like outside of being like a beefcake? Like he's in Mad Max, but he doesn't really act. He doesn't really act at all. That's right? a good I'm just trying to think of what other Tom Hardy movies I know off the top of my head. He, Venom. Really have to... he was in Venom. I saw that last year. Was it good? I did not see it. I have to imagine he didn't do any hard-hitting acting <laughs> in that. No, I mean, he was the star of it. It was better than I expected it to be, but it was not a good movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't remember him doing anything in Mad Max. They were driving and looking menacing. Oh, he's in that he's in that movie where he's just driving in a car. The whole movie is like the entire movie takes place in the car with him and he's like taking phone calls. I don't know. What is it? It's like a you know, it's like a little artsy movie, but uh <clears throat> I remember him being pretty good in that. Mm. Uh, and then there's Bronson. He's fucking phenomenal in Bronson. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's supposed to be it's, great, right? It is. I also have not seen fucking it. bonkers. Like, it's that's a- one of those, like, that's like, you know, a crown jewel of his resume. Like, okay. He transformed himself and. Oh, I was going to say fucking that. Fucking Bane. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, again, doesn't really do much. Yeah. He, he plays the character very well. Right. But there's not a lot of range to Bane. Yeah. He just wears a mask and True. like. He's good at wearing a mask and, and being scary. Did he do the Bane voice? 
Is that a stupid question? <laughs> he did do the Bane voice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> do, do they have to like modulate it, or do you think that was just him being like, I'm Tom Harder. <laughs> do you think like he just spoke like a normal person and then like went to the first screening and they're like, they fucked my voice up. <laughs> what was wrong with my performance the first time? No, I like to think that that voice was like his creative choice. Yeah. Like they hired yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy and they like brought him in for the read through and he like did the voice and everybody was like, what is he doing? Just go with it. This is crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. Tom Hardy. We can't tell him to do something else. Do you see how big he is? Um, so we decided to, record this episode together on our way to see lifetime because as I was talking shit about it, Eric was sort of like sighing and rolling his eyes at me. And Understandably. I was like, Duncan, have you seen um Warrior? And he basically jumped out of his pants uh, so excited about the movie itself. Understandable. <laughs> um Yeah, that's like asking me if I've seen the Wizard of Oz. I think you said that in the in the car when I asked you. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> didn't realize yeah. to know so me at all is yeah. to know that I've seen Warrior. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I, I, that whole you know hour that we were talking, I was like, why? Why do I have to justify this movie? <laughs> this is uh, wait. Why do we? Why do we pick that movie? Why do we choose that movie? I think it was just one of those moments where Random. we had no idea what to talk about. And yeah, Warrior yeah. is awesome to talk about because it's incredible. So um, <laughs> on the. When we're at the show, um, we're standing around, and one of, uh, a woman walks up to us, walks up to Eric. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, she said, oh, hey, are you Eric from, uh, from Frank and Eric? So Eric was recognized in yeah. the wild. Um, yeah. And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking to this woman for a bit. Very nice. She said her boyfriend likes the show. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening. She also said, I think about you guys every time I eat a whole candy bar uh, because uh, it makes me feel bad about myself or something. Yeah. And then we stood there quietly and I felt like, (laughs) (laughs) I felt like the long, the the best cry. Um, Yeah. Because it was definitely me who said it's gross to eat an entire candy bar. Yeah. She's like, yeah, now I think about that every time I eat a candy bar. Yeah. When she said that, there was a beat and I said, that doesn't sound like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I don't remember saying that, but that is how I feel. So sure. That's uh that's an opinion you're allowed to have. Thank and you. And I support that. It's just, you know, I wasn't trying to shame anyone else. No, I just find it uh shocking when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a real uh, emotional roller coaster in the span of like three seconds because she walked <laughs> up and I was like, Hey, check me out. Fucking celebrity. <laughs> she was like, cool, cool, cool guys. You, uh, you make me feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you said things that I think about all the time that made me feel bad about myself. Like, okay, enjoy the show. I'm pretty sure we've done for a lot. Of Thanks people. for listening. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all I had to say about that. Eric, uh, I feel like you had one more thing. Yes. There was one oh, more sorry. thing yeah. uh, that that uh, I have to overlook when I watch the movie. And it is the repeated, tedious explanation of what mixed martial arts yes. is. So it's like many what, martial arts together? So it's like different fighting styles, you mean? <laughs> like at the same time? Uh, and then uh, the tedious explanation of that and the tedious explanation of the tournament style. 
Yes. Oh my God. Like yes. I can't believe someone didn't say, Hey, you don't need to like keep explaining what it was. Like, no it's one a, cared. It's, it is literally the simplest form of tournament you can possibly have. Right. It's a 16 person single elimination tournament. Right. Anyone who has <clears throat> ever looked at a bracket already <laughs> understands how totally. this works, but they repeat it over and over again. Yes. Like, like mm. I don't understand why that was a sticking point for the writers. Like uh, they're not going to understand a, a tournament like this. Like we need to explain it. Maybe that was their way of like hyping up the drama, like knowing it's like a single elimination. The only thing that I could imagine is that they needed to explain why like a nobody would be in the same like pool as, you know, <clears throat> Koba from Russia. Right, right. But I don't I don't even think that explains that. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. I don't It just like it's one of those things that like they clearly thought the audience wouldn't understand. Yeah, my my guess thinking about it now more is is that um they wanted you to feel the suspense of like if he loses it's over. But how does that indicate how does Because that they, they that? keep explaining it. They're like, "Well, it's single elimination." You, you you keep it advancing, right? And also like helps explain why they're going to fight each other. But don't you? If they never explained it at all, if they just said right. it's a tournament, don't you think you get it? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, too many yeah, people yeah, in the theater be like, "Where's the losers bracket?" Yeah, right. <laughs> Who gets yeah. third place? It was just such a weird thing to over-explain. And they like the, every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Somebody clearly shoehorned this into yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this scene. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, haven't thought about that before, probably because most of that happens during the fake commercial for the tournament, and the name of it is so cool, I just get caught up on that. What's the name of it? War on the Shore. <laughs> no, no, it, no, it's 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 called, no, it's Sparta. It's Sparta. It's the War on the Shore, that's what he says, like, during the, the Yeah, that's the, the, the subtitle. Yeah. Um, Sparta is also a cool name, but they call it War on the Shore in the commercial, and that's all I can think about. So you did remind me of that one scene where uh, they're interviewing the guy who funded it, and they're like... Played by Gavin O'Connor. Played by the filmmaker himself. Yeah. Uh, which is a little cringy when you think about it, I guess, but, yeah. uh, you know, he's like, oh, I always want to know who the toughest guy in the schoolyard was, so that's why, you know, I put this together, and uh, I'm super rich, whatever, but he's sitting next to, like, the two guys wearing tap-out gear, and the one guy has, like, an enormous afro that is so big it obscures his face, and then the other guy is wearing a hat that is pulled down so low that it obscures his face. Mm -hmm. It's, like, such a weird combination of people. Like, such characters? I would also say... Many people wear their hats way too low in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is just uh, maybe yeah, Tom, Tom Hardy wears it as at his eyebrows. Yeah, suit past his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Maybe this is me just being an old man. Kids, <laughs> do you really need to cover your eyebrows with your hat? You can't see shit. Yeah, you can't see shit. Yeah. I can't tell what you're trying to emote because I can't see your <laughs> eyebrows. Are they up? Are they down? Is one up? I have no idea. Uh, if, if I can jump in with some research that I did oh, please. about this movie. Oh, check out sure. this guy. Yeah, he yeah. armed with research? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. it was very compartmentalized because I didn't know about Nick Nolte's Oscar nomination. Um, but in that scene, like the two dudes, the Afro dude and the hat dude, yeah. are actual like MMA people. What do they do? Do they like own the tap out they company tap out or something? They don't. It seems like, like tap out had a large investment in that movie. Yeah. Would not surprise me at all. Yeah. But they're, they're like MMA personalities. 
There was a reality show where they would like Ooh, build up fighters and gotcha. they were like part of the hosting team. I loved that, that show. show. And it was always on when I would go to the gym during this one winter break. Yeah. Uh, from college. Ultimate like, fighter a decade ago. Yeah. Is that what it was? No, it was, it was, uh, less high production value than gotcha. that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the reason that <clears throat> Gavin O'Connor played this character is they were going to have some like MMA big cheese play him, mm. but that person tragically died in a car accident like a month before film. God, well, I am an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I read that the reason why Brian Callen plays like the Joe Rogan commentator guy is because Joe Rogan was under contract with UFC and UFC like wasn't involved with the movie. So mm. they were like, no, you can't do it. Mm. I, I feel like Joe Rogan would only have made this movie worse. He has a way of doing that, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. Were you a fan of uh, Ultimate Fighter? I only watched like one episode. Yeah. Uh, there's there's that one scene where um, Rampage Jackson like destroys a door with punches and kicks. Oh, I remember. Like, floated around the internet as a gif yeah, for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> I watched the first couple <laughs> seasons and I remember it being good, but like I just don't care that much. I loved like a fighting competition show. Like there was some boxing one that was around for a while that I really into. And oh, the like, one that Stallone did? Yeah. 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 What was that called? I think I want to say it was just called like the fighter or yeah, something. Yeah, I loved that when it came out. I did not watch that. Yeah, it was pretty good. The I'm, other scene. You guys keep talking. I'm going to grab a beer. Okay. Does anybody nice. need anything? No, I'm good. I take a beer. Okay. Um, the other scene that I remember from uh, Ultimate Fighter is there is this guy that needs to make weight, which yeah. is standard for any like yeah. fighting competition, but he's like 25 pounds overweight. Damn. And he has to go on this like 24 hour exodus of just like wearing trash bags and hanging out in the sauna. And like, I think Chuck Liddell is, he's like on Chuck Liddell's team or something, but eventually like locks him in the sauna because the guy like keeps getting out. Cause he's so uncomfortable because he's like Christ. so dehydrated. Um, but eventually like makes weight and I think wins his match, which was, doesn't he pass cool. out in the sauna? Uh, it's possible. Yeah. How much weight can I lose in a day? Yeah, you should, I was going to say, you should try the trash bag thing. <laughs> Why were you going to say that to me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saw you, and I was thinking you might want to cover yourself in a trash bag and try to lose some weight, like, immediately. <laughs> should not, we? It's not what I meant. Should we try this? I would try it. Just like, like a 24-hour... Yeah, just like walk around town wearing a trash bag. Am I allowed to like, like, like super bloat myself before? Obviously, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can sandbag as much as you want. Have a giant dinner, <laughs> chug water. It's just how much less can you weigh twenty four hours after? Are we like running all day, or just sort of? You can do out? whatever you want. Mm. I would do that. Yeah, I do that too. I'm just gonna give myself diarrhea. I <laughs> well, yeah, obviously that's step one. <laughs> I'd feel weird going to the gym in the trash bag though. You're really fixated on this trash bag as a method of weight loss. Yeah, it's, I think it's very effective. I'm gonna I'm gonna strap on a trash bag and give myself dysentery, <laughs> <laughs> and then run a marathon. It's gonna be funny when all of us die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my body clearly can't handle it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just gonna have that head ball strapped on for 24 hours, just running down the street. 
What if you do it and then you know you can lose like five pounds in a day? You'd be like, oh, I'll just trash bag it. I'll just eat like shit all day. And I'll just yeah. trash bag it. Then you never day. have to like you, you commit imagine, to working out. Exactly. You yeah. could just like cut yourself slack all the time because you could be like, ah, whatever. I'll do the fettuccine Alfredo because I could just throw a trash bag on tonight. Exactly. I'll just sleep <laughs> my trash bag tonight. Are there like points in your guys' life where you're like, I got to weigh five pounds less soon? Well, you know, there's always like the, oh, I'm going on vacation or it's prom or i don't know there's some some big event happening you're like yeah i wish i had my pants feel tighter or whatever before jason's wedding i should have done that i was fucking bursting out of my suit and then they didn't tell me that i was in the wedding until i got there i don't Mm. know i was like great aggressively in a tiny suit (laughs) (laughs) sashay up the aisle hey I don't, I don't think you would look that much better if you had like brought yourself to the brink of death trying to I don't think we know that though, pounds. right? Yeah, we don't know that. We don't have <laughs> so what you're saying is when we do this competition, we also have to take before and after pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. definitely. Yeah. You know, I think we need a before garbage bag and then after. Yeah. A, fo- a photo of you in the garbage bag sweating your ass with off. a professional photographer uh, with like, <laughs> yes. uh, like boudoir photos. Yeah, no, we're, no, I want like a headshot person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we'll like give those away to listeners you know that yeah. would be loud we're, we're yeah we well, gotta come up with promotion. glossy <laughs> a sign glossy of me with like unfocused eyes because i haven't like consumed anything in the last 24 hours and i'm, looking I'm nude just looking <laughs> <laughs> laying on the chaise look at dead body <laughs> But we but we actually find out that doing this makes you look amazing yeah but the day before you have like pizza on your chest and like <laughs> <laughs> like all fat. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. I think it's a good merch idea. Um, because do you guys have friends in high school who wrestled? Yeah. yeah. I wrestled in middle school. Yeah. And I had some friends that like went on to do it in high school too. Yeah. I, I knew a guy who would do the trash bag thing. I yeah, me too. It. Yeah. So. Uh, my friend Gary, who both of you have met. Right, uh, right, right. Who, you know, is just a complete psychopath, but like the best kind. <laughs> he was a wrestler in high school and much <clears> like in the movie Warrior, uh, his father trained him and like ran a very tight ship. And, you know, like when me and my friends were like hanging out, smoking Newports and skating in a parking lot after school, he had to go home and like strap on one of those trash bag suits and do squats in the basement while his dad screamed at him. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's where, that's where his, uh, energy comes from. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't that come in handy though? At one point there was like a fight in a parking lot and Gary just handled everyone there's a lot of stories that involve gary handling somebody in a parking lot but yeah one time uh this is a story i told on the old podcast i don't know if gary wants me to repeat it but i'll do it uh one time in high school our friend got beat up by a bunch of football players like really beat up like they were stomping on his head like for any reason or just because he was he he probably had like a skateboard t-shirt on yeah you know in the 90s that gets you killed (laughs) now nothing yeah uh this is a tangent, but, uh, so one of my friends, he has two sons and they're, they're delightful kids. And the one is in middle school. And like for the first day of school, he decided to dye his hair purple. And we were both like, man, you have no idea what it was like when we were in high school. Harassed all day. You would be killed, (laughs) literally murdered in school. And he's just like, whatever, you know, goes back to playing with his weird Japanese toys and (laughs) everything's okay. We laid the groundwork for that. (laughs) Anyway, you know, the, the, our friend got beat up. He had to go, he had to go to the hospital and like, didn't come back to school for a few days. And like, he was fucked up. Yeah. Like, and so this one kid was that one of the ones who was like involved in the fight was in, uh, 
our gym class, Gary and I had gym together and we're in the <laughs> locker room and apparently, and this kid was laughing about it. And apparently he walked in uh, to his previous, like the class right after the beating, he walked in laughing and said, I think I just killed a, and uh, the, uh, uh, one of the big F words, the bundle of sticks. Word. Sure. Sure. I think I just killed a uh, blank yeah, in, yeah. out in the hallway and was laughing. Like he thought it was hilarious that he like killed our friend. Yeah. Uh, man, high school, so dramatic, right? Very intense. Yeah. So we're, we're sitting there and, 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 uh, Gary hears his friend recounting this story and like laughing about it. So Gary said something to him and then that kid said he wanted to fight Gary. And this kid had a reputation for being a black bar, a black belt in uh, martial arts of some type. Sure. Um, man, this could be like warrior too, which is not MMA. Just so we're clear. MMA is a multi mixed martial arts uh, yeah um yeah whatever the, whatever this kid had a black belt and i'm sure is an element of mma it was a single martial art yes. uh not several disciplines combined <laughs> yeah i mean he might have had the grappling but he didn't have the strikes exactly he might have had the throws yeah. exactly the distancing if yeah. he takes you to the ground you're in trouble but if you stand him up and box he's fucked right yeah. anyway i don't know so uh so gary was a wrestler and uh was instilled with an incredible amount of rage by his father screaming <laughs> at him in the basement and all day we we're just like, Gary, just go home, man. Just yeah, like yeah. say you're sick, go home. Don't say anything. Just leave. You're going to get <laughs> murdered. Like everyone hates us. Yeah. And this kid is going to fucking tune you up in the parking lot. You're dead. So all day, Gary's like, yeah, I think I'm going to leave. I think I'm going to leave. Uh, but then he didn't. And after school, was Gary a big guy? Then? No, no. Yeah. I mean, he's like five ten now, right? Five, yeah. yeah. But like not, he wasn't like jacked, yeah, but yeah. he's like you know, like athletic. Yeah. Um, and in the nineties, everybody wore gigantic clothing. So you couldn't sure, even tell sure. anyway. So, you know, he was wearing like a, a triple X t-shirt and you know, uh, like Jenko's. So, sure. <laughs> so I remember, I will never, ever forget this. We walk out of the school and the parking lot is filled with people waiting for this fight to happen. So nothing brings people together crazy. like a good fight. Know. Yeah. Everybody's out there. And we're just like, Gary, We'll, we'll just go get the car and bring it around. You jump in. We get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, and he's like, no, no, I got to go. So he walks out there and these people part like the Jesus sea. Christ. Gary walks into the middle of the fray and the, the crowd closes. My friend runs to his car to go get the car. Yeah. And I'm standing there and I'm like, Gary is dead. Like they're killing him. Yeah. Are you there watching the fight? I start like pushing my way yeah. through the, to, to get, to get up there. I'm expecting him to just get like stomped into oblivion. And before I get up there, I see the other kid's body turn upside down above everyone's heads and like fall back down. Holy shit. Gary has like power bombed him onto the hood of a car <laughs> <laughs> and I get up there and the, they're in the middle of this crowd. This ring is cleared where Gary is just annihilating this kid there's two cars on each side. They're in a parking lot. Gary is just bouncing his head off the, off the like side view mirror, throwing him into the next car. It's savagery. Right. (laughs) And, and all this, this kid's friends are all like lining the circle and they're all punching and kicking Gary. And he's just like a terminator. Like he's not feeling any of that. It was, it was like, watching someone beat a a rag doll. Like so did his friends jump in the kid's friends. No, no, because like people kept pulling them back and it yeah, was yeah. like, they, you know, there's, there's a little like decorum when there's a fight. Sure. There's mob justice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That gets and, applied. and I remember the security guard came running through and he was like, you know, stop, stop. And I'll never forget. Like I looked over and some kid just grabbed the security guard's belt loop 
and was just holding it. So the guy was trying to run, but like his pants were holding him back. <laughs> and then so, so our friend who went to get the car, Paul, he comes squealing up in the car and he throws the doors open and he's like, get in. And Gary runs and dives into the back seat. I get Jesus in shotgun Christ. and we drive away and we look back and Gary's sitting in the back seat covered in blood. Jesus Christ. And we're like, holy fuck, are you okay? And he's like, don't worry, none of this is mine. <laughs> And he apparently is like still has that t-shirt like Jesus covered in Christ. Blood. It was epic. What happened to that kid? God, I love that story. Um, I, they both got suspended from and arrested and everything. And Gary had to pay for repairs on both the cars that he beat the kid's body. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jesus Gary got like Christ. community service. It was a big thing. Like he got arrested yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. a big problem. Um, but Gary also shit in a potato chip bag and smashed into, into a dude's face. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> smashed into who's face? Some guy's face. <laughs> like some guy, I, I don't even this remember what after like way after. This was after <laughs> this was school. an hour later. Yeah. He he it was at a show. He was on tour with a band or something uh-huh. and uh some guy uh was like trying to fight one of his friends. And Gary was like, you know, trying to get them to stop. And this dude like, you know, like wanted to fight or whatever. And Gary was like, all right. So he went out in the parking lot. And I, if I remember the process correctly, he took his sock off and shit into his own hand Good God. <laughs> and then found a potato chip bag in the parking lot so he could put it over his hand and pretend he was eating chips when he walked back in. <laughs> it's nice that he found a much more constructive outlet for his anger than just fighting. Yeah, yeah. And then he walked up and tapped the guy on the shoulder, and when he turned around, he mashed him in the face with his own shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's fucking uh, psychotic. Yeah, yeah. That's a guy who, you know, it, it, when someone pushes him, he pushes back yes. a hundredfold. Yes. Man. <laughs> Yeah, no one in my high school fought like that. That should be the first scene in Warrior 2. Yes, yes, absolutely. Somebody getting slapped in the face with a bag of shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it's just a revenge movie for an hour and a half. I remember my first day of high school, I was so afraid because I was like, high school is the scariest place on earth. Like, yeah. And I remember walking up, they, you, everybody would crowd at the front of the school and then like they wouldn't open the doors till a certain time and then everybody would kind of flood in. And I remember getting off the bus and the crowd was there and there was a fight happening on the first day and there was a payphone at the front of the school and some kid was beating another kid over the head with the the handset from Jesus the payphone. Christ. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to die here. <laughs> I felt like, like when, uh, What's when that, Morgan that guy shows up at Shawshank, you know, and he's like, I'm not supposed to be. Here. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like fresh fish. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, my high school the first month um, was not as much of a war zone. This was the first thing that happened that made me feel like, eh, I should be careful around here. Um, but a uh, kid got stabbed. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and, like, the details make it sound not that bad because it was, like, a pen knife, not, like, a switchblade or anything. Mm. And apparently the wound wasn't that deep. And, like, it was over a stolen cell phone. So it wasn't, like, for nothing. Still but you, stabbing. You, like, go home and you tell your parents, someone got stabbed at school today. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's not really a way to talk them down. No, I never, I never got, like, punched in the face or in a fight or anything. Or, yeah, or even, like, almost. No, I guess I got in one fight, but, like, nothing really happened. We sort of, like, pushed each other around. It was stupid. Um, yeah, it felt like there was kind of violence around, but no one was getting like really savagely beaten into like a car or anything. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like it was different because it was like pre Columbine, you know, pre nine eleven too. It was pre nine eleven. I did update everybody in the last episode you did. about you did. the alien ant farm. Yeah, it was nine eleven connection. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not an idiot. When <laughs> no, no one said you were, no but, one said uh, you were. Yeah, like I felt like even though you could get savagely beaten at high school, like you couldn't get killed. Yes, you right. know. Yeah, of but course. it's very different now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, you know, thank God. I, I grew up in the innocent days of Christ payphone beatings and, <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. Do we have anything else to say about the movie warrior? I don't think so. <clears throat> well, I, I, su- I support the, uh, the trash bag workout regimen. That's all, that's all I have. That's yeah. All. I don't have my phone with me. That'll be a stunt that we'll do uh, at some point in the future. That'll be a live show that we're doing. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how our approach would change. If it was like for just glory or if like a million dollars was on the line. Oh, if like a million dollars harder would you try? I would try as hard as possible. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I would do some like, like crazy internet, whatever like, I need like to drugs do. ordered from China. <laughs> <laughs> you ever try to cut weight fast? Yeah, I was a wrestler in middle school. Oh, right. Besides that, yeah. though, like in your adult life. No, no. Do you think that the movie Warrior resonates with you more because of your uh, middle school wrestling career? No, <laughs> no. I was a fat kid in a singlet. You could see my tidy whitey outlines. And I was every day. Nice. I was just trying to not like puke at practice or on the mat. Why did uh, you give it up? Uh, well, cause in high school I get a lot more serious. Yeah. Um, like middle school was good for me cause I started middle school, like pretty overweight and like with no confidence whatsoever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would wake up every morning and make that sound. Yeah. Uh, and wrestling did nothing for my confidence, but it did help me lose a lot of weight. Um, like you didn't, I, you didn't feel like more control of your body or like more confident. Mm, eh, I no? guess. Um, I mean, I was still a, a, total wiener yeah yeah um but no i think i think i got to high school at around 140 or i got to middle school around 140 i left around 140 and i was like four inches taller right right um but then i went to the first day of practice of high school wrestling and they had us like doing mile sprints uh and after a couple hours of that i was like you know what i'm gonna join the debate team i'm good (laughs) (laughs) that's that's where i'm gonna find my success in high school yeah I felt like such a weenie in school. Yeah, the thought same. of like dressing up in, in a singlet with a, with absolutely with some other dudes at school and then rolling around with them. That like, is just, that sounds like an anxiety hell to me. The same. Oh, that like aggressive masculinity bullshit really made me uncomfortable in high school. Yeah. And just like, I had a lot of social anxiety too, looking back. Like I remember, so my high school was huge. <clears throat> it's kind of embarrassing, but, um, so like half the school was like, <laughs> half the school was undergrad, half the school was like, you know, uh, uh, juniors and seniors. And, um, so like there's two different lunch rooms. So when I started junior year, you had to go to the new lunch room. Uh, and I had a lot That's of where people got fucked up. Well, I had a lot of anxiety about <laughs> who to sit with and where, Oh. And so I just sat the first couple, I think the first two days I sat in the, in a bathroom stall and ate my lunch. <laughs> Cause I didn't feel like dealing like, with like, just like breathing farty air while you're eating a bologna sandwich and smelling someone's poops. Um, 
And this is as a junior. This is as someone who's junior, yeah. supposed to be close to the top of the food sure. chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's hard out here, man. Cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was cool a loser, dude. but at least I had a crew of other losers to eat lunch with. I mean, I knew other losers, but I just didn't like them. Oh. And I had like a solid like puberty stash. Mm-hmm. Things were not going well for me at the time. Oh man, you probably do you have an afro then too? No, so like no, that <laughs> shitty like long hair that I was trying to do like the part down the middle look. Ugh. That really adds to the image of you eating a bologna sandwich and a shitter, looking real disabled, <laughs> real special needs kid look. I was so skinny in high school. I think if I joined the wrestling team and I had to wear a singlet, it would probably be like baggy. <laughs> but I'd be like tall wearing a baggy singlet and then yeah. everybody would get like all I'd get a boner and everybody would be upset <laughs> and beat me up. That's pretty much how I think it would go. Why down. would you get a boner? I don't know because it would be the absolute wrong time to get one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think the part of me, the, the part of the thing that bugs me about uh warrior, and this isn't like a fully formed thought, but it's, it feels like it, it's a very hyper masculine movie, right? And there's a yes. there's a lot of kind of like in quotes emotions happening in it, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think you could just say there's a lot of emotions. You don't have to put those in quotes, buddy. There are a lot of emotions. Happening. I've cried many a tear to this film. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so Nick Nolte, I would say, has the most emotional range in the movie, right? Mm, I, I yeah yeah I'll, right. I like, mean, I mean, because uh, Tom Hardy has zero. Tom Hardy has zero emotional right. range. Sure. He says everything with the same. I mean, at, at, at the very end, he cries. He also has his shoulder dislocated. Right. Yeah. That could just be from physical pain. Yeah. yeah. And he stoically takes care of his father when he's drunk. Sure. When he wraps him up like a little baby. So he's <laughs> in the same posture that Brendan wraps Tommy up at the end of their fight when he's telling him it's going to be okay. Oh, hmm. eh? that is huh? poetic. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> um, Sorry, Frank, go on. And so there's there's obvious like pain and there's like these guys are struggling with their lives. They have like uh, alcohol dependency and Tommy's on pills, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And Brendan is like, like almost lost his daughter. He might lose his house. So they're all like struggling with these things, right? But none of them are really talking about the problem. None of them are talking about like their pain. Right. Until they talk with their bodies. Right. Until <laughs> someone gets their shoulder dislocated and they're like fighting it out and killing each other. They, yeah. they could say, I love you. Yeah. That's, that's what bugs me about it. It's like a little, that part's a little much. It's but like, that's, you can't, part, that's the arc of the story. Right. But, it, but it also says you can only express how you feel as a man in an extreme situation. That's what it says to me. And you would like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think how you would change the movie to reflect otherwise. Because they could like have they just get a had a conversation halfway through, and they're like, hey, "Yeah, my brother, I love you. <laughs> now let's kick the shit out of each other." <laughs> Yo, just for fun, you know, we don't need to, but uh... <laughs> no, like because even the conversation on the beach, like nothing happens in that conversation. Well, of course it does. What do you mean? Of course it does. It's, it's, it solidifies <laughs> the rift between these two, these two brothers. Yeah, and you, sure. and you have the one who's like trying to, you know, extend the olive branch. He's trying to like reconnect. And then you have like, you have Tommy who's like really demonstrating how wounded and how, how sure. Sure. Like, and to Duncan's point, you're right. Like the movie would sort of like not be that interesting if they like 
found a way to solve it earlier. Yeah, like but, if if they smooched on the beach and then like when <laughs> why would they beat the shit out of each other then? Well, because you have to. It's a tournament. So in the last round, and anyone can win as <laughs> right. we, as as they right. told us from the beginning of this. Uh, thing. I don't know. I, I, what the hell is yes. wrong with you, like, <laughs> you bastards? Like stop the ship, you <laughs> bastards! Literally. <laughs> How the movie works, how could it be different? I understand that as like a, a critique of what I'm saying here, but also I think it sends the message of this is when it's okay to be to express your feelings as a man, and and manhood is like everything leading up to it. That's also manhood, and that's fine. It's okay to shut down your emotions and be like a stoic, tough dude or like a mysterious, like war veteran who doesn't have to say anything about his life. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you, yeah. Frank, yep. are uncomfortable with the message <laughs> that these sure. men should not be emotionally available. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What is, the, what is this pointed Frank comment here? What is that about? Huh? I'm just. I want to make Are we sure. Gonna have a, uh, I want to make sure I'm getting a moment this. right now. <laughs> Are we going to open some doors right now? I want to make sure I'm understanding. We're open some doors. Wait, Eric. Eric, Eric doors. Doors. Show Frank pictures of your family in your wallet. I don't have any, <laughs> so we can be. Oh, it ain't a core. I don't know. Why, why are you showing me? Pictures why are you showing pictures of people I don't know? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Ain't no brother to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, Frank. I I understand what you're saying. It's a valid critique Thank you. that men need to be able to express themselves outside the context of dislocated shoulders. <laughs> However, this just isn't that movie. That's true. It's not, this, it's not that movie. I, I'd be fine with this movie if it was just fighting. That's the thing. I'd be fine with this movie if it was just fighting and just guys beating the shit out of each other, which is what Rocky is. And that's great. What? Like Rocky, like there's barely like there's not like an emotional story. Like there kind of is. Like he wins. I haven't seen Rocky in a while, but I feel Rocky's like the like, only fight in Rocky is at the end. Right. Every, no, 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 no. Everything no, it up is. to that point it is. is. But like, but it, it, there's you don't watch Rocky for the emotional investment in it, right? There's not like a great emotional point. Like he wins is the emotional point. Well, he doesn't. He loses by yeah. decision. Sure. Also, you, you do watch I mean, Rocky, Rocky as like the legacy. Do you watch Rocky as a sporting event? Yeah. Do you just fast forward to the last 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes where you yeah, Apollo Creed, like take it to the end of the match? That is the most bizarre interpretation of Rocky I've ever heard. <laughs> no, Rocky absolutely a- watch Rocky for his connection with Adrian. I watch and- Rocky for the training, honestly. And then the fight. Okay. So you, you're a Rocky Four guy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. That, okay. All right. That's, uh, that's, yes. that's fine. I should say Rocky Four okay. is my movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, what, what was I even saying? I my my point is, like, they tr- they want to make the point about there is the emotional moment in this movie, yeah. and they try to have that that part of it and try to make you feel something in the movie while also doing the fighting thing. And so, like, so for me, I understand. Like, it's a kind of a silly critique. Like, it's not that movie, yes, but it's also kind of trying to do two things at once do you think it's uh enforcing that idea or criticizing that i think it's uh, enforcing it really yes huh do you think it's criticizing it yeah like isn't that sort of the central tragedy of the whole movie that like these people who like have wounded each other like can't resolve it without the yes but i feel like what comes across in the movie though is that it ends okay and they're okay like they've they've not expressed themselves the entire time and they fought it out but it's everything's okay now but do you think walking out of that movie 
someone is more inclined to feel like, you know, I should like be more emotionally available to my brother and like let him know that I appreciate him? Or do you think no. you would walk out and be like, yo, I'm going to go separate my brother's shoulder <laughs> to let him know that he's important to me? No, I think you walk out of that movie thinking it's cool to punch things and not tell, tell people how you feel. I, I just don't agree with that. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's not the... If there is a lesson to be imparted at all by the movie Warrior, I don't think that's it. Because, like, yes... There is like the emotional, there is some like small emotional range there, but the Tommy guy is seen as this like mysterious, powerful hero. It's like this enviable character. I think he's, he's, he's like a tragic hero. Yes, sure. But like, we're all talking about how great he is and how hot he is and what a beefcake he is and how much we love him. I mean, we are talking about those things because we are idiots, but I don't <laughs> yeah. think that, I don't think that that's supposed, that's the intended. I, what I'm away. saying is I think average Joe Blow who leaves the movie like if he was going to articulate how he feels about the movie, he would say Tom Hardy's hot. Tom Hardy's hot. <laughs> and it was fun to watch people beat, the, beat each other up. And like, they were cool guys as someone who has wept on a plane many times <laughs> watching this movie. I could tell you, you are wrong. That's fine. Here's, here's my, <laughs> my counterpoint to that, which is I could absolutely see a guy, Joe blow, um, who wants to watch a movie about dudes kicking the shit out of each other, seeing Warrior and being like, there was not enough shit kicking in that movie. <laughs> I just wanted punching and More ground punching. takedowns and holds. And instead, I went on this emotional journey I was not at all ready for. I came for the shit kicking and, and then they tricked me into caring about these guys. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, may, uh, maybe. And, and while... Tom Hardy's character doesn't have a whole lot of emotional depth. Um, like you're talking about the scene on the beach. Um, Brendan is the one who is trying to open up to him and yes. he's trying to say like, yes, he you're is. my brother. I care about you. And maybe it means something that he is the one that in the end wins the tournament. That's kind of what I was saying before, right? That's how you knew he was going to win. Stop rewriting history. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, I don't, I don't think, like, I, I agree with what you're saying that you basically have to rewrite the movie. It's not, it's not the same movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I believe in my premise of the idea that uh, this movie sort of supports the idea of it's okay to be a tough guy and not express how you feel. You think that me, Frank, this movie, feels that you, way. Frank, yes. leave this movie and you're like, those were... Those were cool dudes. I want to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Frank, does not feel that way. But I think you fear that th- people yeah, feel that absolutely. way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if. And like things will be fine. Just, things will be fine if I don't express how I feel. If more yeah, because people, I'll just fight my way out of it eventually. Exactly. I'm tough. Think, I don't think that this movie glorifies. I don't think this movie presents. Uh, fighting as like the rational solution to the problems that they have. It is the solution in the story. It's absolutely their solution, but it's, it's, it's the tragic solution of it. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not even like a win for the guy who wins because he has to like destroy his brother. And it is a tragic solution. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think you consciously feel that way when you leave the movie. I think you feel like that was sick and fun and like you feel pumped up about fighting and like watching a tough guy be tough. Man. No? 
I don't think those feelings are mutually exclusive. I think I'm thinking of like a more of a lowest common denominator viewer. Well, now you're just being judgmental. I'm not being judgmental. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm sure there like, are plenty of idiots who no, 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 like and love oh, in all the, the things that you view. Sure. Don't you think like how do other people view it? Like how is it consumed by the masses? Right, like what yeah. everything that exists in the world. It's like how how does the average person digest this? I agree that I agree with him that these are not mutually exclusive ideas. Sure, I uh, get fully sprung watching Tom Hardy <laughs> fucking knock out Mad Dog Grimes. <laughs> but when when he tells his when he tells his dad that he liked him more when he was a drunk because at least he had some balls. I mean. <laughs> I feel all these things, Frank. My feelings are real. Are you telling me they're not? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I'm not telling you they're not. I think your feelings are valid. That should so, be the name of the podcast, actually. Your feelings are valid. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, yeah, I... I yeah, that's that's my take. I think that you can you can walk away from that movie being like, man, those fights were awesome, but that was sad that those people are that fucked up. Mm. And I also fully acknowledge that everything Eric and I are saying could be applied to anyone defending any movie. True. Sure. Yes. That's not that movie. I just or- I just have a feeling that the, people don't feel sad about the movie about the tragedy of the movie, which I think is very apparent in there and like pronounced. And I agree with you about your reading about it. But my guess is Joe blows and think, fuck, that was tragic. He thinks that was sick. Yeah. I just can't understand how you could watch uh, Joel Edgerton cradling Tom Hardy while that national song plays in the background. (laughs) Oh my God, God, man. I could, I could listen to that song over like, the Nathan's hot dog eating competition and I would cry. It's like yeah. a, almost like a caricature of stuff guys like the last scene. It's like two dudes fighting the nationals playing Nick Nolte's in the movie. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a date night for me and my wife. We put on yeah. that song and she punches me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's when it's your birthday. When it's you, you get to choose. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> She, we put on that song. She chokes me out. <laughs> she goes to bed early. You wake up at 4 a.m. Um, there were two things I was reminded of that I wanted to mention. Um, so last night I was at a party at your uh, home. Yeah. And we were talking about the fact that we were going to be recording this. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting next to these two women uh, who had not seen the movie uh, and who were highly skeptical of it being a good movie. Uh-huh. Um, but they didn't know what mixed martial arts were. So maybe it's good that they explain it in the movie in case Fair they enough. choose to watch it. Sure. Um, but so I, you know, because I was very revved up and excited about the movie, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, I tried to explain the movie to them, like just sort of like give them the, yeah. you know, a, a yeah. thumbnail, like, sure. You know, it's about these two brothers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I didn't go into tedious explanation, yeah. but, um, they could not have been more dismissive of every detail of, of the movie. Uh, but then they started uh, saying how stupid they thought that mixed martial arts was. Even though they didn't know what it was. Right. Okay. Well, I was like, you know, it's like UFC and they're like, Oh, UFC. I know what that is. Um, and then they told me that uh, they thought it was stupid because it looked easy. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's just like two guys rolling around on the ground. No, and I was like, what? I was like, yeah, but you know, when they're rolling around on the ground, that's, that's Brazilian jujitsu. Like they're, they're working like really hard to like put each other in like various submission holds and also prevent the other person from doing the same thing. Yeah. And they were like, Oh really? It's jujitsu. <laughs> wow. That's different than I guess. And I was like, do I have to? <laughs> it really seems like you were Mad Dog Grimes walking into a ring with Tom Hardy. Oh my god! They fucking there they was Tom no Hardy chance you were going to so win. hard. I explained. I tried to explain that movie to them, and it like went down this rabbit hole of me just like I, I got nowhere talking about anything. Yeah. Yeah, they turned around and they were like, you owe me 200 bucks. <laughs> well, yeah, because again, uh, it's so hard to explain this movie in a way that doesn't make it sound like another stupid punching movie. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it has all the parts of a stupid punching movie. <laughs> Frank, you're a lost cause. Um, no, but, uh, uh, and this, this is my last thought, okay. which is... There is no other good MMA movie. Except for the Kevin James. Here comes, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, which I admittedly haven't seen. But, like, MMA, like, was such a big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. five, ten years ago. And yeah. it's it's still a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I know, like, whenever <clears throat> anything becomes big, there's a million people in Hollywood being like, we got to like, yeah. take advantage of this market. For sure. And I don't know if it's just because like you have to explain a bunch of things to people like in order for them to watch anything about MMA or because you just try to go for that easy catch grab and only make a movie about punching. But like you look up all of the other MMA movies and they're all terrible. And then there's warrior just yeah. King of the heap warrior. And here comes the boom starring stand, Kevin James, starring Kevin James stand alone <laughs> on the hilltop is Kevin James. <laughs> A fighter in that movie? Yes. Yeah. Good God. Is he's he, he's a chameleon. Is he all jacked One up? One second. He's Obviously a mall cop. Not. Then he's an MMA fighter. And <laughs> then, then he's, he's a, a mall cop keeper. again. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the second thing I wanted to mention was I wanted to give a shout out to Street Beefs. Okay? <laughs> okay. Researching this, somehow the, the YouTube algorithm brought me to Street Beefs. And that is... Um, Somehow. Eric, what are street beefs? <laughs> street beefs are uh, amateur fights that take place in this dude's backyard, which he calls Satan's backyard. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, they are sometimes boxing matches, and they are sometimes uh, using very heavy air quotes here, mixed martial arts. Yeah. And those are all the fights where the people don't know how to box, basically. Yeah. Um, and the idea is this guy started this amateur fighting league in his backyard to uh, curb the violence in the streets of his community. Mm. I think it takes place in like West Virginia. Did that work out? Uh, I think it's a noble approach. You know, he's like he's like these two people have a beef, so we're gonna we're we're gonna work it out here. And after the fight, it's squashed. So you're gonna, you guys are gonna like figure out you <clears throat> you guys are gonna literally fight it out. And when you're done. You, you guys are not going to take you know how up. you feel after you get punched in the face a bunch of times. You no, no longer upset about your beef. Yeah. But, you know, most of the people who are participating in these fights, I think, are like the kind of people who are like, you know, really, really jacking off to UFC and, yeah, and movies yeah. like Warrior. Right. So <laughs> they, when they go in there, they like, you know, they're shaking hands and hugging each other and stuff after the fight. You know, it's like uh, 
Yeah, this, great. This guy's a modern King Solomon. Yeah. Uh, his name's Scarface because <laughs> his face is covered in scars. <laughs> uh, but look it up on YouTube. It is hours and hours of entertainment. There is like a, a, a bodunkness that makes me a bit uncomfortable, but yeah, it's good. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it could, it could very easily be called juggalo fights. Yes. It could yes. also very easily be called like racist prison fights. Yes. <laughs> Depending on which one you click on. So it's a, uh, it's a wild ride. Um, anyway, that was our review of warrior. Yes. Uh, the 20, 2011 modern sports classic. Yes. We should go watch miracle as well. Oh, we should. Yeah. Um, and I thought I had something else to say, but I forget what it was. That's it. That's it. I have yeah. no more thoughts. Part two of hard bodies. <laughs> thanks for having yeah, me. Fellas. Yeah. Thanks, I hope thanks you're for all, coming, Duncan. I hope you're all inspired to yeah. become a hard body like Duncan. Yeah. I hope you're all inspired to not talk about your feelings <laughs> as a man. <laughs> and just start, it's not okay. Yeah. If you feel something, just start swinging. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just dislocate someone's shoulder <laughs> and then say a couple words. All right. Stay all right. positive. <laughs> Side.